This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. Sort of, sort of break it, break it down like this. You are listening to the two-headed nerd cast with a Joe and Max. So pay attention. Welcome to episode 24 of THN, where we're talking comics for the week of Wednesday, June 29th. My name is Matt Baum, and when I'm not scratching my head and wondering how in the hell Marvel Studios missed the boat by not releasing Captain America on the 4th of July weekend, I write about and appraise comics for WorthPoint.com. There's no competing with Transformers, Matt. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I'm Joe Patrick, artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online, and when I'm not actually looking forward to Transformers 3, because once again, I've been tricked by a flash trailer with robots doing no-handed cartwheels off of buildings to distract me from just how far Michael Bay has his hand up my skirt. <sighs> I'm the manager of Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. This week you'll hear reviews of Witch Doctor number one from Image and Ultimate Comics, Ultimate X, Ultimate number five Ultimate. from Marvel. Then we'll press our butts against the windows of our Ford Festiva as we blow by you on our way to buy some fireworks for the ludicrous speed round. <laughs> After that, we'll peer through the smoke bomb haze of the future and talk about what you should be buying next week and continue our bossy nerd platitudes by telling you what you should be watching this month as part of our monthly nerd tv i didn't say it thank you i didn't do it nerd tv segment but before we get to all that bs let's sit in the street spread our legs wide and fire bottle rockets at each other's crotches to celebrate america's birthday while we talk about this week's big news This week, Legendary Comics, the publishing division of Legendary Entertainment, officially announced that Frank Miller's long-rumored Holy Terror project will finally hit comic stores in the form of a 120-page, landscape-style hardcover this September, mere days after the 10th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, in fact. This strange project was originally announced in 2006 as Holy Terror, Batman! Awful. A Batman vs. Al-Qaeda story that ultimately never saw publication. Uh, The new version will obviously not feature the Dark Knight and will instead star a new character called the Fixer. Matt, does thinking this is the most insane idea ever mean I hate America? Yes, but for different reasons. Who is legendary? (laughs) I've never even heard of this. Legendary Pictures, they did... They're doing comics? Well, they're doing comics now. First of all, I'm glad it's not Batman. Yeah. Second of all, the Fixer, that's the best name he can come up with? He fixes problems. Is he going to fix America after he fixes the terrorists? Stupid. I don't care. Frank Miller has slipped. I think he's drunk. I think he hates us, and I think he's a terrible film director. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's supposed to be some sort of weird political commentary here, and it's not just all face value. Oh, yeah. It's going to come off like weird, wacky RoboCop, but it's not going to translate because that worked in the 80s, and it doesn't work now. I think this project was already five years too late when it was first announced five years after 9-11. Absolutely. (laughs) I love you, America. We have a pair of interesting stories that came out of Hollywood recently. First, Deadline reported that occasional comic writer and Dark Knight and Man of Steel screenwriter, that is a hell of a sentence. Thank you. Is adapting Vertigo's 100 Bullets for television. What's his name? Which, about time, David Goyer. Thank you. Goyer's rumored to be both writing and executive producing for the series for Showtime, the network that will be bringing us another comic-based series, Chew, in the near future. Also, io9 is reporting that Marvel Studios is making short films featuring their Agent Coulson character that will be included in the upcoming Thor DVD and future releases. There's no official word as to the content of these films, but rumor has it they will feature some of Marvel's fan-favorite B-list characters. Joe, you just might get your wish with that Agent Chu, Agent 
Colson Agent Graves mega crossover that you've been hoping for. Fingers crossed. What do you Fingers think? Fingers crossed. I love the Showtime announcement. It's about damn time. I yeah. mean, really, 100 bullets? It, I, I can't it's made for a think TV of show. something that lends itself to a gritty cable series. Well, like and there's no better there's no better medium to adapt that piece of work. You no. can't do a movie about 100 bullets. There has to be nudity. There has to be violence. There, you've got to have the language. Well, it, a movie is too short. Else. I mean, you'd have to condense it just too much. An ongoing serialized like weekly drama, it's perfect. Yeah. And I, I hope that with the success of like The Walking Dead show and my fingers crossed uh, hope that Chew ends up being good, that people will see that they, these properties are, are good for this format. I think 100 Bullets is going to be the easiest one to get out oh, of that for conversation. Sure. Because Chew it's is the gonna least be tough. comic booky. Chew is going to be really tough. Yeah. We'll see there. Uh, as for the Marvel an- uh, announcement, I think that's genius. I love it. It's a it's like a Pixar idea almost. You roll. Well, they're live action though. Well, no, but I'm saying like you roll a short film before your movie. Sure. Or like the DC showcase shorts in front of all the made for DVD sure. uh, movies. And you introduce Luke Cage. You introduce oh, Ant Man. You uh, introduce Iron Fist. Whoever you want. Of course, all of this is complete speculation. There's no word from Marvel right. Studios. But I, I really do hope that's true. That's true. A way for them to build their larger universe without actually having to spend the money to make a Luke Cage movie. It just makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Finally, over three hundred rabid comic fans have pledged to attend the DC Original Protest Walk. Oh God! Is and this real? <laughs> wait for it. An event organized through Facebook by Laura Hornack to protest what else? The upcoming DC relaunch. Hornack had this to say via the event's Facebook page, quote, Are you utterly baffled, disappointed, and just angry to see how DC ruins your favorite characters' designs and wipes decades of comic history out of the mainstream universe? Well, you're not alone. And why not make some noise at the biggest pop culture event this year where creators, artists, and writers appear in person, show them how fans, the fans of the classic characters, the nevertheless slightly changing designs, the character's history and personality really feel about it. Talk about run-on sentences. Give me a damn That's break. verbatim. I didn't write Give that. Give me a damn break. Matt, is this a worthwhile way for this group to express their unhappiness with DC, or are these nerds just uh, setting themselves up for a backlash of Westboroian proportions? Well, I'll tell you what. Nothing says revolution like clicking a like button. Wow. They've got DC <laughs> by the stones now. What is Data Dio going to do? Give me a break. First of all, nothing ever, nothing has ever come out of these Facebook polls. They're like, no, it's an actual call to meet. I'm still, oh, At okay. San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, okay. And 300 people have said, I'm going, I'm going to be there. Give me a break. First of all, the highest printed comics out there right now are selling just north of 100,000 issues. So 300 people show up to Comic-Con and march around. You really want me to believe those 300 people are not going to pick up Grant Morrison's Superman number one. You really <laughs> want me to believe that? Well, ultimately, I, I think that any publicity is good because we're used to none. Of course. And so if people with TV cameras show up and, and see how passionate people are for DC Comics, that can only serve to help DC. Sure. Is it going to change anything? No. Because no. Like, I was, like I was saying, you're appealing to a very small market of people. And what DC is trying to do with this relaunch is appeal to more. So guess what, Laura? You're a dinosaur just like me. We like comics the way they are. They have to change or they're going to go away. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, hey, I'm all for a person's right to peacefully protest, perhaps. Not me. They're socialists. They're this, a bunch of socialists. This isn't really going to do any good. <laughs> Maybe write a letter. Start a letter writing campaign. 
Send a bunch of uh, buy com- more image comics. You know you want to you want to do something? Buy more image comics. Help somebody else out if you're that man. A flood okay? flood the DC offices with copies of uh, John Byrne's Man of Steel number one. So, I can't even talk about this anymore. It's so <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> That's this week's big news. If you want to discuss these stories or anything you think we missed? Hit us up on our Facebook page where Joe and I have been comparing Burns from last year when we fed artillery shell tubes through our zippers to fire pyrotechnic patriotism from our pants. <laughs> now it's time for us to take a look at some comics that came out this week. Joe, what were you reading? My pick this week was Ultimate Comics X number 5. I did not read this. You are on your own. That's okay. I didn't take any notes. This is by Jeff Loeb with art by Arthur Adams. Let me clear the air. I am one of the people that agree that Jeff Loeb has maybe lost a step uh, over the last couple of years. There's a lot of people out there that say he single-handedly screwed up the Ultimate Universe. Well, yeah. And they feel strongly about this. He didn't, he didn't help. I should back up and say that Ultimate X has been the story of the post-Ultimatum surviving mutants kind of banding together. There's a girl, Karen, who is rounding up mutants that have been in hiding. One of them is Wolverine's son. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, who was raised by Heather and uh, Mac Hudson, not from Canada. Nope. <laughs> They're from Florida. Different Hudson. He wrestles the, gators. Of the, of the Florida, the South Florida Hudson. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the Ultimate Universe is different. It's okay. Of course it is. Uh, this Karen, spoiler alert, is Jean Grey in disguise. hey But you learned that in issue one, and this is a review of issue five, so suck it. Uh, Karen is going, <laughs> is going around uh, recruiting surviving mutants uh, because in the post-ultimatum ultimate universe mutants have been outlawed the registration act is in full effect and mutants are being arrested on site and we have seen that in other books most notably ultimate spider-man which is why jimmy wears a hooded sweatshirt right to keep well, a low profile you don't want to see you see that one look at that pointy hair i'll tell you what it's over man arrest that guy <laughs> so that's what the series has been about and, and i've always been pleasantly surprised by it which is shocking considering how much i loathed Ultimates 3 and Ultimatum. I don't know what it is. It's just Jeff Loeb has, uh, is telling this story of just this small group trying to survive. And it's really light on the ridiculous, uh, in-your-face shock moments. That it's, it's Jeff Loeb's tone, I think, is the problem. Yeah, the tone. Like, I get that he wants to do something different with the Ultimate Universe. And everyone that has written stuff has done pretty different stuff for the Ultimate Universe and kept... But at the same time, kept a tone. And Jeff Loeb came in, and it was just like, well, we got to crank up the wacky and the violence and the serious and the art. You know, it's like, come on, yeah. man. Take it easy. Well, and this, and this, the tone is in check. There's not a lot of the crazy, oh, my God, the blob is eating somebody, Ugh. you know, type of stuff that's trying to be shoehorned in next to serious moments. And this has been just way toned down and much more focused on the idea that this handful of mutants is just trying to make it. Uh, Gene is trying to get to these people before Magneto's son, Quicksilver, can get to them and recruit them to his side. And there's a little bit of hint in this issue that perhaps Quicksilver is on the right side and Gene is not. Which can't be true because they spend so much time making him look completely sinister. Regardless, this has just been a really, really nice surprise. And it's very nicely set up the upcoming Ultimate X-Men relaunch that uh, we're getting in October. Who's right? Is that Kieran Gillen? No, Ultimate X-Men is going to be Nick Spencer. That's right, Nick Spencer. I just am really looking forward to it. Whereas before, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Human Torch and the X-Men? Nah. But this, I mean, they did a really good job of making me care about 
the few X-Men that are left and the art. Good Lord. I mean, what can you say about Art Adams? Yeah. There's That's nothing to me. complain about. I want Art Adams back so bad drawing anything. And then he draws an ultimate book when I haven't been reading ultimate books for I don't know how long. Listen, I'm telling you, this is good. You jerk. Yeah, why couldn't you have drawn Avengers? Let <laughs> John Romita draw the ultimate book. I, I know it sounds crazy. I know Jeff Loeb has done us wrong in, in the recent past, but this has been a fun series. This is the last issue. The Hulk is in it, and the way they explain why the Hulk is in a book full of X-Men is actually really clever. Uh, it plays up on the uh, idea that mankind created mutants uh, that Brian Michael Bendis introduced. Yeah, because that's kind of origins. the ultimate you is mutants are man-made. Yeah, they're man-made. And it, it just com- makes complete sense. I just really enjoyed this, and there's a cliffhanger ending. I'm really looking forward to ultimate x-men whereas i dropped the last run of ultimate x-men like a parking ticket yeah. i crumpled it up and it threw it fun. on the ground i it just it, it lost me and now i'm back i give this book a buy it and joe pays his parking tickets for all the cops out there that are listening yeah i've never thrown away a parking ticket matt what did you have for us this week i read witch doctor number one from image comics mm. um I was going to try and sum it up myself, but I really like the forward in this one. Yeah, read I was, sugge- was going to suggest you do it's that. It's great. It's a sick world, literally. The universe is a living thing, and monsters of legend are its parasites. Earth's immune system, humanity, has been at war with the supernatural for all of history. But to fight a disease, you don't need soldiers. You need doctors. Doctors like Vincent Morrow, excommunicated from the medical community and headhunted into an exciting new career, the black arts. Morrow serves the world with both hands. One in magic, one in medicine. As Earth Protector, Earth's witch doctor. It's a sick world, and he's here to treat it. I, it's fantastic. And, it, oh, man, this book was so much fun. Who did it? it? Well, okay, sorry about that. Let's get to that. Written by Brandon Seifert with art by Lucas Kettner. I'm pretty sure both of these guys are n- brand new names. Right? I think so. We haven't seen them before. I was not a giant fan of the art. I mean, it's good. Oh, it's I solid. loved the art. He does a good job, but there, I don't know. There's just something kind of blocky about it. Like, it's not bad, but it's also not remarkable. I oh, man. Say, I completely disagree. I, I thought it had, like, a really strong Bernie Wrightson vibe. I'll, I'll give you the Bernie and Wrightson vibe. I really vibe. liked it. But I don't know. And maybe it's not the art even so much as maybe it's the coloring and the inks that threw maybe, me a little bit. Maybe the coloring could be a little it's less It's almost muted. like Bernie Wrightson, but they tried to go a little too three-dimensional with it, I feel, maybe. But I, it's good. I'm not, this is a minor gripe. It's not bad art by any means. The, the pages are full. Everything looks scary and dirty. And the demons, when they show up, are ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely The ridiculous. designs for the monsters are yeah, really like frightening. Tentacled, bat-faced brain things. Oh, man. Absolutely terrifying. The writing here is what excels. Super this strong. is so much fun. Agree. And it's exactly what everyone said. This is house meets the exorcist, basically. You have this... But he's this brainy... Almost like too smart for his own good Sherlock Holmes type character who's completely trained in both medicine and the occult. And in his first mission, we see a family that comes to him with a child that's been sick for a while, but they know it's not a normal sickness. They know there's something else going on because doctors can't find anything wrong with him. And of course... He's levitating and vomiting scorpions and, you know. And there's a priest there that's trying to. Right. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the priest, I mean, has knows that there's something wrong, but also doesn't have the training that our Dr. Morrow has. And he shows up to not only it's it's not like perform an exorcism, like he waves crosses in front of people. The power of Christ compels you or whatever. I mean, this is like full on medicine. He is like he wears like a what's it called? The thing in your head. I don't know. 
that metal disc thing that doctors used to wear <laughs> yeah. in the oldie days. But it projects people's auras in front of them so he can see like where the demonic possession is taking over in their body. Yeah. And he does this demonstration for the parents on a monkey that's possessed with a minor demon. And it's just so much fun. And this is what good comics should be. You start with a really, really strong premise. And then you inject a really strong character into that premise. And that is exactly what they've done with this book. Yeah. I had so much fun well, with Witch and Doctor number one. You know, it's also, it's a four-issue miniseries. They don't waste a, a single no. page. And it's a done-in-one story. Like, that background that I just read for you, that is a paragraph before the comic starts. And then, boom, yeah. you're in the world. And that's, I mean, they don't waste any time setting up a four-issue saga. It's a one-issue thing, and you get the full sense of this guy, what his deal is, who's helping him. There's still some mystery surrounding, like, his assistant. Yeah. Uh, and the girl that helps them, Penny Dreadful, who is really scary. Which, I, I love the name. Like, yeah. right off the old, like, where comics came from, for yeah. the Penny Dreadfuls. And, you know, so they don't, it, you get one complete story. And you get just enough uh, mystery to bring you back to maybe find yeah. out more about why he's been excommunicated. This one, this one hits the How ground did he running. Get into this kind of profession, where did his assistant come from? Right. Uh, and I, I loved it. I loved the art. I, I thought the writing was very, very strong. And this is the this is a, the book that was previewed in the back of last month's Walking Dead. But this is a completely original story. That preview was different from this. And so if you think you've read it, you haven't. You need to get out to your store and buy this comic. Which is very cool. A very cool idea. Like pre like a real preview for a change. Yeah. As a and like I don't get me wrong, it's not I like just Marvel a reprint of number one. It's a it's it's an all new story. And it's not like they just like added Chaz's name into it. <laughs> That's a callback. This is a real preview. <laughs> but yeah, def strong buy it for Witch Doctor I agree. number one. If I have any complaints, it's that it's number one of four. This yeah. is a series I would like to go on forever. But if you do read the back matter, it says that they've got dozens of stories planned. It's just contingent on sales. Yeah. So that's a, my other point is that if, if you th you're thinking of waiting for the trade, don't do it. Yeah. Go buy this comic or else it won't be back. That's how Image works. You've got to buy these. And if you're a fan of The Goon, if you're a fan of Warren Ellis's Avatar type stuff, if you're a fan of fun, creepy comics, this is for you. Go buy Witch Doctor number one. Agreed. All right, kiddies, our forefathers didn't die face down in the mud and the blood for nothing. No, sir, they gave their lives so that my fellow American Dainty Joe and I could tape a million Mexican and Chinese-made fireworks to our bodies and rock it in the air while reviewing ten comics faster than two human-sized Texas screamers. It's time for the Ludicrous Speed Round. Flashpoint, Hal Jordan, number one. Uh, the only thing different from the Hal Jordan we know is he's going to team up with Evan, sir. That's it. No Green Lantern Ring, just going to team up and save the universe. Leave it. Flashpoint, Canterbury Cricket, number one. This was not a good comic, but I found myself giggling. I don't think I was supposed to uh, leave it. It's unintentionally funny. Yeah, Flashpoint, Green Arrow Industries, one shot. This was terrible. I hated it. This was a bad comic book yeah. and a stupid idea. I didn't like it. Poorly written. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Didn't Man. need it. Flashpoint, Project Superman, number one. On the other hand, this one was amazing. And written by someone we've heard of. Yeah, I really, really loved this uh, beautiful art by Gene Ha. 
Not what you think. If you think you know what it's going to be, you're wrong. Buy it. And if you hate it, it's only three issues. There you go. <laughs> Fair itself, Black Widow, number one. Uh, still waiting for Cullen Bunn to wow me a little bit at Marvel. This is, uh, I could take it or leave it, tell you the truth. It wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was the return of Peregrine. That's what I can say for this book. <laughs> skim it, skim it, to be fair. FF, number five. Oh, uh, the, another great issue. The only complaint I have is that the long-awaited return of Black Bolt doesn't really actually occur in this issue. <laughs> Uh, still, beautiful, buy it. Gobs, number one. I have not read gobs? an... Gobs? It's an Antarctic press book. I have not read an Antarctic press book in I don't know how long, and I picked it up because it felt bad. This was fun. It was Bloom County meets The Hobbit. It was really well drawn. It was cute. I plan on reading more. Buy it. Avengers, Children Crusade, number six. This is the issue that we've all been waiting for for over late. a year. <laughs> issue we've all been waiting for. Uh, questions get answered. Reunions occur. Uh... Parts are broken. Oh, man. Buy it. It's great. Jim Chung, I love you. Yeah, I do too. The Goon, number 34. Speaking of books that never come out, it's been a while <laughs> since we've had The Goon. This was so great. The it first three pages were worth the wait. Totally worth it. A ton of fun. They didn't dwell on the whole Twilight thing too long. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Loved it. Walking Dead, number 86. Uh, a great issue, of course, by Kirkman. Uh, it's another kind of marking time issue. Uh, what really kind of caught me off guard was the Elephant Men preview in the back. Uh, I was kind of intrigued by it. Buy it. Bazash. Yeah, that's your that's your ludicrous speaker. Bazash. I think Zazax makes that noise. <laughs> Let's talk about some comics coming out next week. Joe, what should nerds be buying next Wednesday? Uh, you know, I am really looking forward to Vengeance, number one. Me too, by, man. Uh, Joe Casey and Nick Dragota. We talked about this uh, a few weeks ago on the show, maybe a few months ago. Even. I think it was like last month. Yeah, uh, in the big news. Uh, it's finally coming out this coming Wednesday. If we had an intern, Wednesday. we could check that. We could fact check yeah. that. We need interns. As it as it stands, we can't be bothered. <laughs> this is the story of kind of the next generation of villains and how they react when the people they looked up to start getting less villainous. Yeah, like Magneto's a good guy. Dr. Doom's hanging out with the Fantastic yeah. Four. Uh, Joe Casey sways between completely insane, bizarre, and really great character stuff. I'm kind of curious to see where this falls in the spectrum. Love Nick Dragota. That guy's <laughs> talented. Too. Matt, what about you? I'm really excited for Elric, The Balance Lost, because I'm a Michael Moorcock nerd, and I like saying Michael Moorcock because it's funny. Um, You're a child. I love it. Elric is like a scarier, like, waif Conan with a magic sword. Wait, a scarier waif Conan? Yeah, man, he's an elf. He's all <laughs> tall and thin and creepy, and he's got, like, runes that glow all over him and stuff. Oh. This is going to be fun. Chris Roberson, who does iZombie and was writing the kind of unsuccessful Superman as of late. Yeah. Not Roberson's fault, though. I mean, he was I continuing do, I do something. I like him. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. He's he really writes, talented. Uh, the Cinderella spinoffs. The art on this looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, here we go. Francesco Biagini. Oh, he is Italian. No? Nice work, right? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. This one looks great, though. Boom is is notorious for taking licensed properties and just kicking ass with them. And I'm really excited for this one to come out. At least until Marvel scoops them up from underneath them. You're talking about Disney. Uh, yeah, of course I am. Well, it's not their fault. Disney's their daddy. They hey. own them. Mickey Mouse pays those bills. Hey, all I all I'm saying is I wanted more Roger Language Muppets comics. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the first weekend of the month, and it's the 4th of July, so it's time for the three to five minute firework display we like to call Nerd TV, where we give you guys the heads up on what nerds are watching each month, 
Joe, as we do every month, let's start with the big screen. Friday the 15th is the moment godforsaken Harry Potter fans everywhere have been waiting for when Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 hits theaters. It looks like everyone's going to die. It looks like they're all, I don't know what happens. I haven't read the books. Well. I don't have that kind of attention span. I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> and then Friday the 22nd, get ready for the final summer superhero movie Smackdown movie hot crossover. That's its official that's title. A mouthful. Yeah, that's the official title. <laughs> when we'll be reviewing Captain America, the first Avenger. Ooh. Yes, I'm excited. Also premiering an interesting looking art house sci-fi movie called Another Earth. I know nothing about this one. Neither do I, especially since... This is the first I've heard of it. There you go. <laughs> On Friday, July 29th, get ready for Cowboys versus Aliens. I'm excited. I'm not. I, the more I see, the less excited I am. See, the more I see, the more excited I am to see James Bond team up with Indiana and Jones. I know there's like some really dirty story about where this comic came from and how it got optioned for Hollywood, and I want to hear it. I don't know. I want to hear it. The Fred comic- Van Lente, your name is on this. Start yeah, talking. The comic is not very good. It's I'm not sorry. very good. It isn't very good. <laughs> it's not Fred Van Lente's fault. Also on the 29th is Attack the Block. A film about a group of kids protecting their block in South London from an alien invasion. Directed by Joe Cornish, who is also writing the upcoming Tintin and Ant-Man films. Yeah. Buddies with Simon Pegg. Is that Ant-Man thing still happening? I don't know. This is according to IMDb. I gotta go with what they give me. I am kind of excited for Tintin, though. Finally. And finally, the Smurfs. That's right, buddy. Oh, the Smurfs. It's fantasy. We gotta throw it in there. their live action (laughs) movie debut with my favorite, Doogie Howser. And Hank Azaria as Gargamel. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget <laughs> Katy Perry. In DVD news, watch for Blood Rain, The Third Reich. Apparently they're still making these movies. The Complete Cape series. Remember that? NBC. Oh, it's bad. And Eureka Season 4. I all love hitting Eureka. And Eureka is fun. All hitting Tuesday, July 5th. The animated Ghostbusters from Filmation. <gasps> yeah, the one with Tracy the Gorilla. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real Ghostbusters, which is now called the animated Ghostbusters. I don't no, know the real Ghostbusters w- was the movie version. They had to call it oh, the real right, Ghostbusters right, to separate it from the group with because the they apes. were slapping down the filmation that's Ghostbusters. Right, Insidious, Rango, and Robot Chicken, the Star Wars special oh. number three, all hit on Friday. Rango the 15th. was so good. Rango was fun as oh, hell. Man. I loved it. I didn't expect to love that one. <laughs> it was so good. The complete Torchwood BBC series and Young Justice season one both hit on the nineteenth. And I entered Torchwood before I entered Doctor Who. That show was fantastic. I, I am waiting. I am currently making my way through Doctor Who, it and I'm fun. eagerly anticipating. It's not going to mess anything up for you. You can jump in whenever you want. I won't mess uh, up. Young Justice is amazing. That was a great show. It's so good. That was a really good show. Can't wait for that to come on back. Tuesday, the twenty sixth. Watch for season one of Conan the Adventurer, which was terrible. Cool. That was the TV series and the complete Herculoids, yes. which I just love. Designs by Alec Toth. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And Source Code, directed by Duncan Jones, who is David Bowie's son. No way. A movie nobody saw, and it was excellent. It was the best sci-fi movie I saw last year. Looking forward to it. In notable TV for July, watch for the premieres of both Warehouse 13, which I love. That's a great show. And Alphas uh, on the Sci-Fi Network. Looks interesting. Yeah, that's on Monday the 11th. And Haven returns to sci-fi on Friday the 15th. And finally, on July 29th, get ready for the anime versions of Iron Man and Wolverine on, G- on G4. I can't believe this isn't getting a bigger premiere. You know, I feel like I heard about those like a long Years time ago. Years ago, right? Uh, I'm surprised that they're just now coming out. Yeah. Uh, all that and new episodes of Falling Skies, Love which it. I have not seen it's yet. It's fun. Uh, through the wormhole with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Fantastic! It's such a great show. It's all like it's all super physics. I love it. True Blood. Yeah. Futurama. Torchwood. If you have the Stars Network, it's I don't moved over to Stars. 
That's what the internet's for. Yeah. Uh, Eureka and Outcasts, which I'm not sure what that is. BBC show. Uh, I watched the first couple. It's not bad. It's like a post-apocalyptic Earth type thing. There were survivors in space. They had to come back to Earth. It's kind of interesting. Love it. Over at Netflix, Iron Man 2, The Crow, and Ip Man 2, which is a badass Hong Kong martial arts <laughs> film starring badass Donnie Yen. I made my wife watch it last night. She Ip hated Man. it. Oh, is that where she tweeted she has no idea what's going on in this movie? No, that was The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're all streaming in the movie section. All 32 episodes of the original 1930s Dave Fleischer Popeye cartoons, which are very close to my heart. I, I love, love those. those. Yeah. Season one and two of He-Man and the Masters in the Universe. Some guys watch porn when they come home late at night. I watch He-Man. <laughs> uh, American Dad, seasons one through six, which are just fantastic. And the complete Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. One through 18. Wait, 18? 18 seasons. Somehow. Oh. They're all streaming in the new TV section. Good Lord. There is plenty of stuff to rot your brains on the big and small screen this July. We want to give a special shout-out to io9.com. Uh, we could not have compiled this ridiculous list without them. Yeah, they've got a great schedule. We'll post a, a link to it. They don't even know they help. As always, let us know what you're watching over at our Facebook page where Matt is swearing right now that unlike you other perverts, he respected the Pink Ranger as a member of the team and a strong feminine role model. Like Hillary Clinton. Sort of, sort of break it, break it down like this. That is it for the two-headed nerd this week. If you love listening to two nerds poke each other with Star Wars toys while talking about comic books like their Shakespearean verse, you can subscribe to this podcast on doesn't? iTunes, where your star ratings and reviews make us feel like Salicious Crumb felt towards Jabba the Hutt. Oh, that's gross. It is gross. And don't forget to support us, guys, by clicking our donate button at twoheadednerd.com. We need money. We're, we're grotesquely poor. <laughs> we Joe and I are wearing barrels with straps Listen, right now. We're not, it's I, that we bad. We want to say that our love for you is dependent on it, but you know. But it is. We love you more when you pay us. <laughs> As always, you can find all things Two-Headed and Nerdy at TwoHeadedNerd.com, where you can find our Twitter handles and links to our buddies' nerdy projects. Like the, guess what? The Comics Podcast Directory. Oh, man, those guys are doing such a great job hey, of not linking to us. that they didn't put our link up this what week? What is the damn deal? I don't know. Come on, Comics Podcast Directory. It is my turn. If that's not enough, you can head over to our Facebook page, where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week that we just thought of. <laughs> this week's query, if you had your say, which B or C list Marvel character would you want to get their own short film? And I want a treatment, not an yeah. answer. Give you don't treatment. just pop in, say Beta Ray Bill, and pop out no. with no explanation. You're coming into the into the meeting, you're sitting out with the execs, give me a treatment. Wow, An me, baby. elevator pitch. Before we go, our weekly shout-out goes to the Orgorman family, because I believe every one of them has clicked <laughs> like on our Facebook page, thereby bringing us that much closer to 100 likes. And speaking of 100... We're at 91 Twitter followers. Yeah. The road to 100 has begun. We need Twitter followers. Get out there get out and there. spread the word. Get people to like us. I don't care if it's spam bots. And it all counts. I promise to tweet more. I'm sorry. I was bad this month. <laughs> word to the O'Gorman family for supporting this show. And until next time, true believers, this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off. God bless America.